Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Right now, we have a very special guest with us, going to be performing live at South by Southwest the weekend of March 11th and 12th. So all our Texas and local listeners, please come out to the Longhorn Daiquiri, show some love. We got our boy Trey Dilly with us. What's up, y'all? What up, what up? Nice. So Trey, tell tell us a little bit about about how you got into music and 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 what makes you different from anybody else right now. All right, so it all started when I was like seven, eight years old. I always listened to Sammy and you know a little Bow Wow at that time, and my brother he was doing music, so I told him I was trying to do it, and he he told me only way I was gonna be able to is if I start writing, and so. I started writing, I did a song with him, and everything just went from there. Okay, and what, what put you in a position to be at South by Southwest this year? Uh, so, one of my friends, it was just, like, reposting the stuff when it first got posted out saying he got a venue. So, I went on ahead, added him, and, you know, I, I went on ahead and took this chance. Okay, okay. And uh, what, what, what would you say? Who you, So you said you grew up pretty much listening to Sammy and Bow Wow. So would you say that's your style now? Or what, what influences you now? All right, now what influenced me is just the simple fact of, you know, basically things I've been through. You know, like back then, listening to them, Sammy, Bow Wow, Neo, listening to their style of music, it helped me, but just what I've been through, you know, relationships, family-wise, you know, that's 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 what molds my music. Okay, okay. So when so when if our when our listeners come out to uh, you said Longhorn Longhorn what? Longhorn Daiquiri. Longhorn Daiquiri. I ain't never heard of that one. Uh, where where is that? Like, what's the location? Like, what's the what's the exact time? Do you have that information? <laughs> I don't have it. I just know. Oh, okay. Yeah, cause, yeah cause I, I never heard of it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so if they come out to Longhorn Daiquiri, what music do they? What, what music should they expect to hear? Like, do you have any singles popping right now? What do? What, what should they be uh, looking forward to? Well, on Valentine's Day, I did just drop a new song. It's called. It's titled Overtime. Is you know, it's basically saying like the growth of me and my girlfriend and things that I've done to like. That to put us in better situations, and that I have another song that I'm performing that's titled "One Time," and that's kind of the opposite. Is basically saying how I only want just one, you know, one night with a girl. You know, <laughs> go further than this. Yeah, if it go further than this, it do. But for right now, this is you know, this is all I want. But my other music, you know, it's about glorifying women. It's about you know, like. And basically, it's all about being you and being confident in who you are. Basically. Okay. Okay. And uh, how how um, how many shows you have that weekend? Oh uh, well, you said songs. No, how many shows do you have South by Southwest weekend? Oh, well, this will be my first one. I'm you know I'm coming out from Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl champs. Be like Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like gotcha, Kansas gotcha, City, gotcha. Kansas, St. Louis. Nah, nah. Let's from Kansas City, Missouri. 
Oh yeah, you coming away then? You coming away? Yeah. I, I, I honestly hope you you're able to perform more than once. Uh, if oh, I was yeah. you, I'd probably uh, I'd probably try to get some more gigs because uh, you know, being 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 Texas, being Texans, we've been to South by Southwest a few times, and it's good exposure. And uh, yeah, you definitely want to try to see if you can get on your grind and get more spots open, and that way it gives our listeners a a, a better opportunity to see you because when you're in South by Southwest, most people are doing so much. Just being able to hit that one spot that one time, you know, you might miss out. But you know, for for the most part, I mean, I I, I wish you well. Yeah, thank you. But I know I uh, I'm performing on the 12th, and what's crazy is we driving out there on the 10th, making it there the morning of the 11th. So, you know, if I if I can, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna see if I can get up there do a few songs. You know, like like I said, the songs that I just dropped. And a few that's not that haven't been released, and then on the twelfth is when I'm gonna do, you know, the songs that I already have pre, you know, pre, uh, uh, pre mix. Okay, okay, so if okay. there was if there was one track you would tell a new listener to go listen to that would make them fall in love with your catalog, what song would that be? Honestly, I would have to go with the song off of my album Trey Daily Twenty. It's, it's streaming everywhere, YouTube, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Deezer, and I, it's, it's even on TikTok. But the song, I would say, is Insomnia. And okay. I, I would say Insomnia because, you know, it's like, it, it has a nice little vibe to where, even from when it starts, you, you, you get the feeling like, okay. And then, you know, it's, it's basically me talking about this girl that I've been with for so long, finally leaving, and I just, you know, I just can't cope with her being gone, just to find out, you know, things literally had, literally is not going the way that I'm picturing it should be in my head. So, yeah. Insomnia it is. All right, man, tell them where they can find you. Plug your socials. Uh, Snapchat, Trey Dilly, Fit, Trey Dilly 52, Instagram, Trey Dilly 20, uh, Twitter, Trey Dilly 1, and on YouTube, just Trey Dilly, you know. How do you spell that? T-R-E-D-I-L-L-Y. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have it. Trey Dilly, South by Southwest, March 12th for sure, but he's getting there the morning of March 11th, and he's going to make something shake. We appreciate you for joining us, and good luck with the show, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. All right, man. Peace. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. As always, please remember to rate and review us on the Apple Podcast app, on Google Play, on SoundCloud. I still don't know what you do on Spotify, but whatever it is that you do on Spotify, please go and do that. It's Welly Bunzarelli. It's Jay. Sir. It's Black History Month. I don't know. I, just, oh, no, I haven't said that. No, I haven't no. said that all month, so I figured, you know, I'd just throw it out there. Nah, you need to just go ahead and start this episode over, bro. We don't even want to recognize it as Black History Month right now. We should no. be ashamed of ourselves. We messed up. Nigga, on we messed up yet last night. We messed up. Nigga got knocked out by a freaking gypsy. 
I say we messed up already, and here, here we are on the 23rd. Say, he was oh, not yeah. ready for that fight. <laughs> I didn't like the way he went into the fight on on um, on uh, Twitter, like just like doing a lot of back and forth like a child. I thought it was kind of corny. Um, I mean, I know that we stand in so I know we live in a social media age where you know the back and forth banter is, I mean, is expected between these fighters, and I just feel like it's just better when they do it, you know, on their on their in their weigh-ins. But I just I just really thought it was corny of him to be like posting memes about how he was gonna knock him out. I haven't been to his page today to see if um he deleted that shit, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna stand by what he say. I mean, Deontay Wilder is still an amazing fighter. It's just that. Man, you you just de- you, you're going up against a different breed of a guy. You de- you're dealing with, you're dealing with a guy that's that's a what what, what did they call him? They were like he's the 1989 Corvette with not a lot of miles. You know what I'm saying? Like this guy, yeah, he may he may um he may be an old model, but the dude the dude still has a lot of go in him. You know, don't don't let the size fool you. You know, like the dude is rock hard. He's a solid dude. And I always look, I always remember the fact from. That from the last fight, when he got knocked down, he got up like the Undertaker, like the <laughs> dude. I mean, like, these gypsies ain't no punks, man. Like that's just bottom line. But yeah, man. All jokes aside, uh, that wasn't. A, that's not. A, that's not a good memory for Black History Month. I'm. I'm glad it's almost over. I, I was telling Ed earlier. I was like, Fury was like forty pounds heavier than than Wilder, and you could tell that he used that. He would just lean on him. He put him in a headlock and just drop his weight on him. And I said that wears on you, especially with all the moving that you're doing. And you link, and we both know that from playing basketball, when you're trying to guard somebody that's bigger than you, and they just keep putting that weight on you, keep leaning on you, it wears on you because it keeps your body tense at the whole time. So it's like that mixed with he couldn't get that haymaker that he really wanted to get off to end the fight. Because if he doesn't have that haymaker haymaker TKO, then it's kind of like. Or that haymaker knockout, it's kind of like, you know, you got to get down to these fundamentals. <laughs> that, that shit is crazy. I, I know, I know uh, Wilder is a uh, 254, and uh, Wilder is 213, and uh, Fury is 254. So, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, but, hey, man, it's, it's. It is what it is. <laughs> it is. It is what it is. Anthony Joshua gonna come in at about two thirty five, two forty. So, you know, if 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 weight is an issue for Wilder, then shit, he might have to get his weight up. <laughs> like that's all I can think of. He, I mean, he for 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 that weight, he he. I think that's what he weighs. If that's the weight he does weigh, then that's he wears it very well. I thought I thought they said, but he um, he also Fury was like two seventy, right? And and Wilder was two thirty ish. Okay, I mean that, that might be what it is. I, 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 when you look at these weigh-ins online, they they go up and down. These dudes, that's what they do. Uh, he definitely Wilder definitely looks more than two thirteen. So, oh yeah, he's definitely but, more. But than either way, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm guessing that that's that's their uh, weight when they're just like in the off season, maybe just chilling, which is still wild. I mean, <laughs> Wilder is a, a big motherfucker, though. That's <laughs> that's for sure. But he, he he got knocked down like he was small last night. Boy, I, that that fight should have ended like <laughs> two or three rounds before or before it did. I was like, he's out there dazed and confused. Like it, it, he had no business still being in there. I was like, y'all should have got him up out of there earlier. God, it is what it is, man. But either way, man, uh, how, how's your weekend going? Besides that. <sighs> Ha <laughs> ha!
Well, I do, well, basically, hopefully by this time, most people heard Jay Speaks, the uh, the solo episode that you dropped, you know, you dropped like Beyonce on us in the middle of the night. It gave us a surprise, gave us a surprise album. But uh, what, what, what inspired that? Uh, Jay Speaks is brought to you by Crown Royal, the official drink of the No Boundaries podcast. But uh, <laughs> Oh, wow. But I, I was just sitting here thinking, and I, it was just a, a, a realization of that people, and, and don't get me wrong, everybody uses people at a certain point in time in their life. I can't sit here and say I've never used anybody. I can't sit here and say that I haven't been used. But I realized that people will use you for specific reasons. And you might come to your to these people and you might present yourself in a way that's like, okay, I'm here for this said reason as my example oh yeah i'm here to be your friend but also hey i have these boyfriend traits that you're looking for as well and when you and when you get to that point he's like oh yeah you know cool i, I you know i'm your shoulder to cry on I, I listen to you i support you i do all this but hey i also want to be intimate with you and see if we can build a relationship with you and a lot of whether it be men or women they'll sit there and they'll be like nah this that's just my homeboy that's my homegirl i'm just gonna consistently tell him how or tell her how these other women or other men over here fucking over on me while i have this good person here quote unquote good person that's you know, carrying all the traits that I do want, but I'm just going to continue to mess with other people because I put this person in a box and I only expect friendship out of them. So I'm going to get all the, the what's, a, what's a good way to, to put it? I'm going to get all the attention and I'm going to get all the, the, the mental. It's, it's emotional support. Yeah, it's I'm going to get the support. mental they and just, emotional they, support from this person, but I'm going to give all the physical to this other person. Yeah, they just use it as an emotional tampon. That's 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 basically what it is. I mean, I, I remember not too long ago uh, on Twitter, I put up a post that uh, made somebody a little bit annoyed. But I saw that this woman, um, Amy from Christian VIP Singles, she was like, I'm so ready for Mr. Right. I've had some really bad experiences da uh, dating men who were just no good for me. But I'm finally ready to settle down with a nice guy. And I mean, <laughs> me just being who I am, I'm like, well... To me, I, I I think when a women say I'm ready to settle down with a nice guy, I think that's just translation for I'm done with dealing with the bad boy alpha males and I'm ready to, you know, get with a beta male simp. Like that. I'm ready I'm ready I'm ready to get with somebody that is is not gonna call me out on my bullshit. I'm ready to get with somebody that is 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 gonna consistently you know, be at my feet and 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 uh, I want I'm, I want somebody that's going to consistently be an emotional tampon. Like that's what they that's what they seek when they're when they start saying I want the nice guy. Because in that same breath, as they say, you know, I want the nice guy. It's a bunch of women out here that just say, oh well, the nice guys that they're the nice guy. Oh, that's just you know a guy that's just secretly wants the ass and he's just he's just being incognito for the for the main purpose of basically trying to manipulate the situation and in four to six months who he is is really going to come out so a lot of women don't even really believe there's a nice guy so it's just it's just a wild phenomenon to me but the reality is in my opinion i do not believe as crazy as it sounds i don't believe people is as stupid as they they claim to be i believe no. that after a while <laughs> I believe that after a while, you you're you're dating the bad boy. You're dating the the more riskier guy. You're doing it on purpose. 
It's not something that you're doing on accident. You're not moderately retarded. You're not blind. You you you're able to discern the difference between somebody that is boring and somebody that is adventurous. And I do believe that when women are younger and they're they're more they have more energy, then to me, that's when they have time for the games. That's when they have time for the adventurous guy. When women are starting to lose energy, their knees are starting to hurt. They can't twerk like Megan no more. That's when they want to settle down. That's when they want to settle down and they get the nice guy that they can pretty much tell when they when the, the, the guy can move. Like, oh, I can tell you when to move now. And, and because that's what the nice guy is more prone to do. The nice guy is more prone to kind of not, not be – very argumentative or be combative like that's that's just that's just how i see it and that's not a bad thing it's just sad that we live in a world where the nice guy gets taken advantage of or the nice guy is simply not believed because they like oh he just wants my ass but he was giving it to these bad guys <laughs> like come on and 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 not to even not to even solo out women because I, I see men do it all the time especially in this day and age when you know, you see this local social media celebrity that's always on and popping and they get the, you know, thousands of likes. And it's like, oh, yeah, I want to get her. I want to get her. And as men, you know, we'll we'll chase that clout and we'll chase that person while and that and to me, that is the quote unquote bad girl that that men are, are seeking while you have the good girl or the nice one that you fall back on. But I think the difference between men and women is that men are way older when they finally say all right now i'm gonna fall back some men i'm not gonna say all but some men are, are way older when they're like okay now let me go to the nice girl after i've probably messed her over four or five six times because i go to her when i'm in between dealing with these bad chicks or the ones that I, i'm only there because she's super sexy or she has this strong following and so I mess with her until she gets tired of me because she was only using me for whatever whatever purpose it was and then I go back to the nice girl and I eventually settle for, settle with her after however many years or I just milk her for a little bit until I get back on my feet and go do the thing again whatever who the popular chick is. Okay, uh for for the audience I just, you know, I kind of feel like people kind of have an idea of, you know, who the bad boy is. Like I could give you, you know, like I said, once again, I could tell you somebody like um, maybe Will Smith in Bad Boys was probably more of the the alpha male bad guy, and then Martin Lawrence is obviously he's the he's the family man, and he's the more um, not even necessarily beta male, but he's the probably the more nice guy because he settled down, had the family, and he seems you know a lot more responsible and reasonable. And you know, if I'm just gonna put archetypes out there for the bad guy, or and or and the and the good guy per se. I gotta ask you, like, so what is this nice girl? Because uh, you, a minute ago you said guys will, will go for the insta thought or the more popular local celebrity, and they'll cast, they'll put the nice guy, to, the nice girl, to the side. But what's a nice girl? What, what, how do you define that? I define her to be similar to the same way we define the nice guy. You know, somebody who doesn't require a whole lot of attention from random people that they don't know. Somebody that's just genuinely that genuinely cares about you, you know, whether whether they have some benefit out of it or not. They really don't have an ulterior motive, although, like, as I mentioned earlier, the guy that's that's the friend in the friend zone. But it's like, hey, you know, I would like to be intimate with you, too, but I also care about your well-being. I'm your shoulder to cry on. I think those those roles are, the, are interchangeable. That nice guy and that nice girl. I think they run in the same pack. 
<laughs> I got to disagree with you on that one, bro. Like, I ain't never met that type of woman in my life. I, have. I haven't. Like, I have. like, not that simple. Like, not that simple. Okay. And I, but with, with that being said, I feel like there's something missing then. I feel like there's something about this woman that a man could, because what you're saying is, is that this nice girl is, from a personality perspective, is a nice girl, right? Because for me, I feel like the nice guy can have it all. I feel like the nice guy could be attractive. I feel like the nice guy could be, you know, he could be um, like a, like the, the shoulder to lean on. I feel like he could have, he could check all the boxes. But I think the thing that's not interchangeable, I think that the, the good guy is probably a little bit more boring than the, than the bad guy. I think the bad guy is more adventurous and probably a little bit more inconsistent. I feel like if you're putting, I think, and, and, and once again, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I just think this yeah. is just my experience and that's your experience. I think that when most dudes, if they put a woman in the friend zone, a lot of the time, it's a woman that they're not even really attracted to. Like, like really attracted to. Because I feel like that's the difference between the insta, the, the popular Instagram chick and then this then this random homegirl. I feel like the random homegirl, a lot of times, is just, a, you know, an average looking girl that is not appealing off top. And then the only reason they really fuck with them is because maybe it's longevity in a relationship. Because how many men out there are seeking platonic female relationships? Like they're going out of their way for that. I, I, I find that to be few and far between. I think there are a lot of men that have platonic female relationships, but I don't think they just went out and, Over and a saw them. Of time. Yeah, I think you know you just exactly. interacted with somebody just on a on an arm's length basis until it's like, oh yeah, yeah, she's cool. That just happened to be my friend because I never really got it so in depth that okay, now that I'm in this inner circle of her aura, that let me start shooting. It's just kind of like, oh yeah, in passing, you just kind of became friends and and ended up being in a friend zone or in a platonic friendship. But to me, with the nice girl, I feel like she can have it all. But I feel like kind of with the nice guy that they're more focused on things other than getting their rocks off. They might they might value their careers more. They might have families that they take care of. They they have a different value set than to just be out on the scene. And I think as you mentioned with the nice guy, I think the nice girl's a little more boring too. And I, and I I I like I liken that to, you know, she might have your regular 9 to 5 and does overtime she's not turning up every weekend you know she's more of a a stable person in an age where stability isn't too common and, and i agree with you there and and, and that's in that same thought my question I, I feel like that's gonna probably pertain that's gonna probably be aimed at a certain age group because in my experience in the last 10 years once again that's why i talked about women losing energy I feel like the nice girl, to to a degree, is probably gonna be a chick that's probably crossed that thirty line. It's it's, it's she's tired. Like, like I feel like most young women are pretty. I, you know, and, and this is only speaking on my experiences, like in the last maybe five or six years dealing with women that are like between like twenty six and thirty two, and 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 obviously those women have gotten older. I can't. I don't know what a lot of women that are 26 and under are doing right now because that's a different generation and maybe doing something different. But in the last four or five years, just peeping game through social media and just going out and about and observing it, I feel like when women are young, they take advantage of their energy. So to find that woman that's just chill, that put it like this, most of the women I come across that call themselves homebodies, 
Like I, I, I hear that so much. And then the same woman that's calling herself a homebody, she ain't never at home. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out like, like how you a homebody, but you ain't never at home. And I and I think that to say and, and and that's why I feel like when you say it's interchangeable and I sit here and think about it, I'm like, yeah, you you could you, you, you that that may be right. Because at the same time, I do believe that females know how to be chameleons when it comes to portraying that image of being the nice girl. Because You'll have that. You'll have that same woman that's being patient in the friend zone, and and at, at the same time she's waiting for you to slip up, you know, like slip up because women. The, the I see this on social media all the time. Women always be like, "Oh, these dudes want to do relationship stuff, but they don't want to commit." This is and my, this will always be my argument against that. I do feel like women have uh, men have a tendency. To test, they'll test some shit out. They'll be like, okay, well, let, let's see how far she's gonna let me go without committing. Because they may be in a sexual attraction there, they may be something there, but let me see how far it's gonna go. I can go with, you know, without her tripping on the fact that I'm not willing to commit. Commit. So once the commitment no longer takes place, and a, and a dude's like, well, shit, I'm not sure. I don't want. I don't want more. I just do the friends with benefits thing. Because I know people listening to this, they're probably gonna think like, well, well, what about friends with benefits? A lot of times, friend with, friends with benefits only goes as far as the woman allows it, because once the woman says, "I'm not participating in this anymore," it stops. Unless you're dealing with a rapist, but and, and the, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, once a woman says, "I'm not participating in friends with benefits anymore," they they drop the benefits title and can y'all remain friends? Some people can, but in, in that reality is, once you get to that point and that guy is still dealing with you, even though he has a sexual attraction to you. I I think in that in that same in that scenario, what happens is once you once you basically failed the shit test, the, the guy doesn't see any worth in you anymore. He's like, well, I'm gonna just you can you can stick around as long as you want to. You can pretend we're friends, but the reality is we were just a, a failed situationship. That's and that's and that's how situationships come about. Because uh, once again, I do believe that. Once a woman gets into a friends with benefits situation, if she's not able to call it out, she's not ballsy enough to call it out, then it's only going to go as far as she lets it. Like yeah. men are going to men are going to attempt to not commit because there's so much benefit in not committing. Like you said, men, to be honest with you, men have time. Well, men feel like they have time, so they'll they'll wait till they're closer to forty to be like, okay, cool, I'm gonna settle down. I mean, it's the same as a woman getting into her 30s and be like, damn, you know, I'm only getting older. If I want to accept it, I'll have a family. I better get on my shit. That's why I say women in their 20s tend to have more of a propensity to be like, you know what? I'm I'm a, I'm a fuck around. I'm a, I'm energetic right now. I can do what I want. I'm still I'm still young and fine. I, I ain't mad at them. It's like I don't I'm not mad at anybody for realizing that at the end of the day, we all have sort of a biological clock. Whether it's an internal biological clock that's producing eggs or a biological clock that says, well, you finna go bald, your hairline's finna recede, and <laughs> you're not gonna look as attractive as you are that when you're when you're when you're 29, 30, 32. So whatever. you better get out now. So that, that you know, everybody has that moment. I mean, everybody has a wall. Like there's that's just a the reality. There's the wall doesn't just apply to women. Yeah. And 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 obviously if you're just going about your life in a natural state and you're not doing anything to uh, heighten, uh, expand the expiration date, then your wall is going to come a, a lot faster. Because I see a lot of I see a lot of thirty year old women right now that look like they damn near forty, and because and that's based on the lifestyles that they're living right now are not healthy. Same thing with men too. 
I've seen a lot of people that are 35 and they make 35 look mid 40s instead of closer to that 29, 30 range. Like they're pushing up. And, 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 and that's why. Go ahead. And, and, and before we get completely off of that, like with the whole nice guy, nice girl thing, a lot of the times it's recognized from an early standpoint. And that's to me when a lot of the monkey branching happens, because this will probably be this will probably be one of those parts where I play some hold music over it. But That's a lot of the stuff that they they take from the nice guy, and it's like, okay, shoot, he's nice. Let me put him on this branch, and I'm sit him on this branch, and I'm gonna come to him when I get done thought and buy. Because to summarize what you said, you you in the in the beginning of a relationship, once the guy shows that he's willing to commit already, that's almost that's almost that's that's danger. That's like oh, that for that for that guy for that for that woman, that's. You 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 have commitment. You have you have you you somewhat have a verbal commitment. You have a contract at hand. You're like, oh, bam! I got something that I can rely on. Okay, like you said, let me set up on this branch because I'm still young, fertile, and fine, and I can get out here and do what I want. And guess what? This dude over here that's already willing to commit, he's he's basically telling me I could gain thirty pounds of thirty more pounds, and I'm still gonna be here because that's what unconditional love is. Once you once you're looking at a woman and you're like, man, I love everything about you, flaws and all. Then that means that a woman at that point she knows in her head that you know, she, I, uh, obviously I can I do no wrong. Get fat. Yeah, I can do no wrong. Exactly. So that's that's the danger in being a nice guy, low key. So now, since we're still on this topic, I'm looking at if a guy gets with a woman, what is the sign that she is a nice girl from the jump? That, now, see, that is a good question because I don't I, I've never just seen a woman and, and come to the the conclusion that she's a nice girl. Like, you it, ain't got to it, put the whole music on me. I got, I got one for you. It, it, it's taking some time <laughs> to get to know know them for me. Like, OK, yeah, she's nice. She's cool. Like I, and it's just and that might just be based off my past traumas. It's like, mm, let me approach everything with a grain of salt. But I've never just looked been able to look at somebody and eyeball them or hold you know, a short conversation. Be like, oh, yeah, you're a nice girl. In the last five years, I think the nicest quality I've seen in most women I would consider nice is the fact that they, I, th I think, and it's happened one time to me in five years, and they know who they are. I can go out with them. I pay for my shit. They pay for theirs. They pay for theirs. That's the, the nicest thing that I, that, that most women could do now. But other than that, I'm sorry. I think, and, and ladies, you could argue this all day. Most guys, if they get with you, and within that first week of meeting you, they smash. I'm sorry, you're not going to be in a nice girl category. It, it's just, it's just bottom line. It's not happening. It, it, it's just not happening because I don't think that any reasonable guy is looking at this girl like, oh, she's a, she's such a nice girl. No, he's looking at it like, oh, this is an easy piece of ass. Bet. I'm going to take advantage. Men are opportunists. So therefore, 
I can't really think of any instances where I could really just deal with a woman and think, oh, this is a nice girl. Like, because the most, the most, I'm looking at niceness through actions. So yes. if their actions show me, yeah, because so if their actions show me that they're fair, cool. But for me, I think they're gonna have to show me some discipline too. And I know people argue it down like, oh, it doesn't matter if a if a woman makes you wait six months. But at the same time, I'm not I'm not putting the, the a woman that I sleep with in the first couple of days in the same category as somebody that made me wait six months. I'm sorry. I, I there's a I think most men are gonna see a different respect level in that. So if a dude if a dude get with you and he been dealing with you for years and years and he can't get none and he's still sticking around. I don't know where his mind is at. Maybe, maybe he's not interested. Maybe he just knows that you're not interested. Maybe this is a true platonic friendship. But if a dude trying to get that ass and he's and he ain't getting it within three or four months, I, I don't think that the guy gonna last past two months if he's trying. If his main intention is to get that ass and he don't get it within six weeks, I think most guys are gonna bounce. And I'm I'm concrete on that. I'm serious. But if a dude's really not interested, like if a dude's really not interested in the sense of yeah, I'm trying to smash, but at the same time, she is cool as shit, so it is what it is. I'll settle for being a friend. That's still only going to last so long because <laughs> I've been in that position, too. Like I'm like, well, I've been dealing with a chick. you know. Okay, I've been dealing with her four or five months. I made maybe one attempt in four or five months. She ain't trying to give it up. I bet I should just be one of those chicks that, you know, if she, if she, if she takes me, she takes me. If she don't, she don't. It is what it is, you know, but and once again, I always consider myself as like, I don't even consider it the friend zone because I don't look at the friends. I don't look at being friends with a woman as a bad thing. I just think that once again, it's sort of like dangling the carrot. Like if we're both here and we're both attracted to each other, what are we waiting on? Especially if our if our personalities click, if everything is clicking, what are we doing? Unless she's still stuck on an ex, or unless she's still just just on some bullshit, or she still she still hurt about something. Like what are we doing? I, I, I look. So I once look again, at I just I, go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say once again, I just I don't I don't really I just it's really hard for me to pinpoint what makes a nice girl. Like like you said, I, I definitely could see why a person could be a nice guy, because I'm never gonna use a woman as an emotional tampon. To to me, I feel like and I and I, I think I might have said this before on the episode, my platonic f- women friends, female friends, I, I swear I haven't been drinking today. My platonic female friends, <laughs> I treat them like my platonic no, that's gonna come out way wrong. <laughs> I treat them just like my guy friends. Like, like it's my guy friends. Like, yeah, I know I have some guy friends that do some shady shit, but them still my boys. So when I come, when it comes to my platonic friends that are females, it's kind of like I look at them. And it's like, oh, I know how you move when de- when dealing with men that you want to be intimate with or you want to date and. I don't, I don't, I don't respect that. And I don't, you know, I don't want to be like that. So yeah, we cool on based off other characteristics that you have. But as far as, you know, trying to be intimate with you or, or that, no, nah, I see how you move and, and I'm not about that life. Straight up, man. <laughs> I, I had to have this uh, to the conversation with my son the other day, you know, about STDs, bro. Like, <laughs> like it's just, it is what it is. I mean, niggas out here wilding, but at the same time, like, if I see a female out here wilding like that, because I've heard too many stories about women that are just in the mood and they ain't asking nobody about a condom. Like, I've heard too many stories about that. Witnessed it with my own eyes. And I'm just like, y'all out here moving viciously. Like, y'all out here moving with no concern for for reality. At and all. If I see a woman moving, yeah, if I see a woman moving like that, I'm the same mindset you in. It's like, well, shit, you cool and all, but I see the way you move, so I'm going to have to keep you at arm's length, because... I don't know what you got. 
<laughs> like, like straight up. If you out there just, you know, on a carousel like that, I just, I don't believe, I know men. And I know if a man ain't got the rubber on him, a lot of them just gonna be like, fuck it. <laughs> they don't risk it all. And I know, and I know mean, men, and a lot of them will have the rubber on them, and will still say, fuck it. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. And once again, if you got that type of bond, a type of bond with a woman, all right, bet y'all been dealing with each other for a while. Y'all get to that level, cool. But once again, I've I've heard one night stand situations. I bro, I, I just seen it all, bro. Like the shit wild out here. So once again, I agree with you. This chick could be cool as hell, but if she out there moving like that, like I'm sorry, like uh, I'm gonna use my common sense. I'm not finna be. You're not finna. Ha- you're not finna hop off the carousel and then hop to me and think I'm finna treat you with the utmost respect. Nah, we just gonna keep this friendship thing going, and you can continue doing what you're doing. Especially I if I one. know that you've been on this carousel. Like I'm not. No, nah, you yeah, not. You're not, do you're not just gonna jump off and jump on me. And now, and now I gotta be Straight all up. committed. And you've been, you've been, especially if I haven't, if I haven't been on the vagina carousel. If I just been cooling. Straight up. Like if, if I if I look up, oh, I'm a hoe, she a hoe. Okay, I can understand that. But if I've been chilling <laughs> and you've been wilding. No, and this and I'll probably I think I'll that, probably, that needs to be that needs to be clear though. Go ahead, say that again. Uh, and I'll, I'll probably put this on hold too. But um, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess. I guess guys are getting to the point where since they're becoming so open and they're supposed to be vulnerable, once again, women are like standing in line, thinking, "Okay, well, if he needs to use me as an emotional tampon or use me as a shoulder to lean on, I'm here." But I'm sorry, I just. I don't think that your average man is looking at a woman for a shoulder to lean on outside of his girlfriend or his wife. I mean, if y'all just cool, I just. This is why I my relationships with women are the way they are because even though a woman calls me a friend, let's just say I'm out of town. Right. And I bump, let's just say I'm a homegirl of mine. That's from out of town. She comes into town and she needs somewhere to stay. And she happens to stay with me for, for a day or two. And while I'm there, you know, obviously we're just friends. And I say, Hey, you know, I got a homegirl coming through, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just giving you a heads up. My home, this homegirl's coming through. It's a friends with benefits situation. All right, bet. Ten times out of ten, that girl that's masquerading as a friend is gonna get pissed off. Yeah, I'm just it's just it's just a reality because that's how that's how fickle I think that this platonic friendship thing with women is. Because I say that to say, if if my homeboy come through for the weekend. <laughs> And I tell my homeboy, I was like, "Oh, Jay, you, uh, Jay, you, you. If I if I come visit you in Charlotte, and then you tell me you got some hype coming through, I'm gonna sit in the living room about my business. I don't <laughs> care. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get jealous and be like, oh man, Jay, you gonna get, get on that two K, huh? Look, well, let me play some two K. <laughs> I'm gonna get on that two K. I'm gonna probably go on that fire stick in my my business because that's a real platonic friendship. I'm not getting in the way of something that you have established with another woman." Or with another person in general. Even if you were to tell me a homeboy was coming through. Like, I'm not going to be tripping like the homeboy come through. I mean, 
obviously you ain't on the homosexual stuff. So your homeboy come through probably finna tell us, hey man, these the spots y'all need to go to. We all link up. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. you could do that with guys. You can't do that with women. Even like, even I, if I, I was the woman was gay. Even if I'm hanging out with a platonic friend at her house, she say, "Oh, I, I got something coming through. I'm gonna make myself scarce." Oh, let me get let me get let me get out the way. That's the double standard. Let me get out the way. They ain't gonna kill your vibe. You know what's funny? I just thought about it. I actually, I actually, I actually been through that before because I actually it was a, it was a long, long time ago. But I, this was I think I think it was mainly on the lines of us almost being family, so it was a lot easier. And once again, there was no attraction between us. So when she told me that a guy was coming through, shit, I just met like you said, I made myself scarce. Only because I didn't want to make the guy uncomfortable. Exactly. Like, shit, this ain't my ass. I'm not I'm not i I'm not touching her. She she just giving me a free spot to stay at. And it is what it is. I'm not finna mess up what she has, but I'm telling you, and this is for the gentleman listening out there, because I know the gentleman listening out there know what I'm talking about. And the and the they gonna there's plenty of eye rolls gonna be coming with this, but I I know it. Like I know that's how women react to when you have other female friends. Shit, female I didn't hear women get mad at the fact that they homegirls got other best friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like seriously, like grow up. So once again, man, the, 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 the relationship dynamic between men and women, people, people still try to make it seem like, you know, things have changed. Like, no, nah, people just be talking like shit is still pretty much how it was in the nineties and eighties and early two thousands. Everybody just be on some, uh, I'm going to say this cause it sound good shit. That's what everybody on these days. Pretty, pretty much, it's like, oh, I wanna, I wanna be out here like, oh, I'm well rounded and this, that, and the other. Hey, you're not. I told somebody the other day, it's like, oh, adulting is hard. It's like nobody's really an adult. You're just a child trying stuff at an older age for the first time. That's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like and th- that's why. That's why you no get. Manual. There's no manual. That's why you get so much advice from people that's been through it already. But you going through it for the first time, or even if you're going through it for the fifth time with the same person and or the same situation, there's still no manual. All you just all your, your what is it? Um, God, who was that that said I didn't fail so many times? I only found out, I only found the wrong way so many times. I've, I've messed that quote up, but it's kind of like that's how it is. You know, it's like this is the wrong way to do it. Let me try to do it again, but I'm gonna do it in a different way. If I want it bad enough, I'm gonna do it again, but I'm gonna do it a different way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's damn near the relationship model these days. And 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 once again, I, I that's why I believe people know exactly what they're doing. A lot of women and a lot of a lot of men, they they try to they try to they go for the same they go for the same they go for the same girl or the same boy, and they just hope that it's gonna be a different personality this time. Like they'll go for the same type, and they'll be like, oh, hopefully it's a different personality this time. But it be the same personality. It's just a different body per se. It's like, no, fam, you may have to rethink everything you're doing because your type is fatal for you. Your type doesn't work. It's just, it is what it is. It's freaking hilarious, man. But it, to, to to roll all this together as far as the nice girl, nice guy thing, uh, I, I, I still, I'm still, I'm still on the fence about what makes a nice girl. Because once again, like I said, when when you're when you're categorizing somebody as nice or even good, I'm still basing all that on action and knowing how your typical male thinks. I hate to say it, man. Like, I almost feel like an overly nice girl 
is probably thinking that if she's giving it up fast, that she's being nice. And that's probably like the worst thing you could do. And I feel like a, a guy that's being overly nice and he's settling for being that shoulder to cry on and he's he's not getting anything like anything reciprocated out of the equation, meaning what happens when he comes to her to be a shoulder to cry on and she's not anywhere to be found. Like, and I think a lot of guys go through that. A lot of guys are there playing the shoulder to cry on and they come back to the, to the woman and the woman is just, the woman is just like, Oh, you know, well, I'm on the phone with my ex right now trying to make things work. Um, I hope things are good with you. Bye. Like, (laughs) they hit you with, they hit you with some driving. Oh, that sucks. (laughs) Dog. I, I seen a meme. It is matter of fact. I, I'm gonna read it. I don't care. It's still, it was funny, man. Uh, give me a second. Uh, hope I can find it. Oh, there it goes. As I was reading this one meme, it says, uh, "Men." It, and it's, it's this guy. He's standing. He's sitting next. To, I guess it's a chick that he's trying to holler at or whatever. And I guess they're like in the gym. And they, uh, in the first frame, it's like men need to be more open with their feelings. We can end toxic masculinity. That is killing men. And then the guy in the second frame says, okay, well, I've been feeling depressed and anxious about my status at work. Furthermore, I'm worried about balding and this lump on my, and it just goes, question, it just goes dot, dot, dot. And in the next frame, she disappeared. Because <laughs> she ain't trying to hear that shit. You no, don't it's want like, that. You don't. <laughs> like, what is, I mean, and obviously there's going to be women out there talking about, well, we ain't all like that. It happens enough. Like, I've witnessed it. And it's like, memes these a lot of these memes yeah they're funny but these memes be hella relatable like these memes are just come out of the fucking air these memes are hella relatable these days and that's that's reality women don't be trying to hear that shit because at the end it's, of the day they're not it really sounds all they well, don't even know what to say it, it sounds all well and good until when it's like okay I need you to open up and be vulnerable and then it's about some shit that doesn't have to do with them when I'm opening up and, and being vulnerable about my own personal insecurities or how my childhood has affected me in adulthood, or how the relationship I've seen my parents have affects the relationship that I have, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear, the, you know, when they say, well, you need to open up to me. They want to hear, well, you know, you're the only woman that I've ever thought about marrying and having kids with, and it scares me to think that if this were to fail, I would be lo-. You know, that's what they want to hear. They want to hear some kind of worship of them. They don't want to hear who you truly are. Like I said, men, men and women, they emote, they emote differently. We express emotions differently. And the fact of the matter is we keep trying to change that in a society and it's just becoming a disaster. Uh, I'm going to continue to be who I am. I'm not going to listen to a woman telling me this is how I need to express myself. No, I need to express myself how I need to express myself to, to I, I'm going to express myself in a way that's healthy for me. You express yourself in a way that's healthy for you and you leave it alone. If you can't handle the way I express myself, then leave me alone. That's, I, and I think that society has a, like, it's almost like it's very hard for the society to just leave things alone that don't pertain to them. Everybody is so in, what you, what you said you, you going to run your campaign on if you ran for president? Uh, who the fuck cares? No, no, you said minding my own business. <laughs> so she, oh, you, oh, that one. Like, hey, I got a, <laughs> I got a couple of them. I got a couple of them. <laughs> he was like, I'm, I'm, I'm just mind my business. And I think we just don't know how to mind our business anymore. And it's like, I can I can stop talking to a person just based off the fact that I feel like this relationship isn't going anywhere and they feel like I hate them. It's like, no, I know what's good for me. 
You know, like everybody's looking at it like, oh, you're canceling people, you're blocking people. Like, no, it's 2020. People feel that they they're entitled to access to everybody. Like, you're not entitled to access to me. I don't care who our mutual friends are. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that is getting to the point where people are becoming more mentally unhealthy based off the fact that they think that they deserve access to everybody. You don't deserve access to everybody. You're not entitled to access to everybody. So therefore, when somebody realizes that you're not good for them, they have the right to cut you off. There doesn't really need to be a long, drawn-out explanation. You don't always need closure. Closure, to the extent, is a damn damn near a myth. Like, neither one of you, both of y'all are not going to simultaneously walk away from the situation feeling the same exact way anyway. No, never. And it, it, it's gonna, it's always going to be a, a a back and forth with you. It's going to be an inner battle between both of you, whether you left for a good reason or whether you left for a reason that neither one of you understand. You're going to have, you're going to face that internal battle and one person might be okay with it and another one may not. And then that might flip and flop. It it really just depends on which day it is, honestly, because that's how feelings come. And that's why I tell people who say they're feeling sad, hey, you got to embrace that. Because if you're feeling sad, you got to embrace it and know why you're sad. Because if you don't know, then it's just going to keep coming back. I'm sad because I missed this person. Or I'm sad because it ended like this. Or I'm sad because I did something wrong. You have to embrace those feelings because if you don't, they keep coming back and they they never come with an answer. So you will never understand yourself. People will say, oh, I'm trying to I'm trying to suppress this feeling. You know, I'm not trying to experience it. I'm not trying to. You gotta let you, you gotta let yourself have that moment and say, okay, this moment came. I had it. Now I gotta let it go. I wish it was that simple. I mean, it's easier said than done. I guess that's that's what you say in that in that scenario. I mean, I I I, I think I still think um, the the whole dynamic between us all it could be a lot simpler if people just. People just got off the bullshit. I think social media is just that variable that just came through in the last 10, 15 years. that just complicated things that were already complicated. And now we're just constantly at a, a freaking war with each other. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. But um, either way, man, I, I, I didn't even know we were going to talk about, you know, the nice guy, nice girl thing. But I guess that's uh, that's actually a, a Reddit. That's actually a, a pretty good Reddit sub. I think it's called nice girls it's hilarious man because on the thread like it's it'd it be it's messed up because you'll see some you'll you I, and it's funny this just came to my mind you'll see some general you'll see some genuinely think some genuine things that you feel like okay a girl will say something and then it's like well that that was a nice action and then at the end of the day you still got to realize who you're being nice to because once again we already know this we live in a world where everybody's not just kind by default so if you're dealing with somebody that, you know, tr is probably dealing with past traumas or whatever, then even your nice actions to them may not seem as nice as you think they are like that. He might think that you're on some shady shit and he's not going to respond to it in a way you want to want to want him to respond to it. And, th and that actually, I, th I think it is called nice girls or yeah, I think it's called nice girls. It's actually it's just funny. I've seen some funny things on there, but then I've also seen the things that was like, well, that's. That's just what you know a kind person would do. I don't really think that you necessarily deserve any reciprocation from that. And like I said earlier, like yeah, you're a shoulder to lean on. And a lot of people, a lot of people just if you're already dealing with people, when you're when you're already going on dates with people, is a man taking uh, women on dates? We already know that we're not entitled to sex afterwards. 
we already know that we're not entitled to their bodies or whatever, or anything afterwards. We're not even entitled to a second date. We could spend a hundred dollars on this date and we'll never see this woman again, i.e. Queen and Slim. But uh, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he wished. Can we have this heart. conversation yet? I'm pretty sure he. Can we have this conversation? We, no, we I've been waiting for, wait for you to watch Queen and Slim <laughs> so we can have this conversation. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I talked to Jamarcus about it, and uh, and I think I talked to uh, Darlette. That's her name, right? Darlette. Yeah. Yeah, she was in the barbershop. So, and, and I told her once again, I didn't hate the movie. I, I think the movie definitely um, did a decent job of imitating life in a way. I, obviously, some some parts were exaggerated. I think Lena Waithe has a twisted view of the black community. Cause there was some things on there that just had me lost, especially with the uh, with Sticky Fingers having the trans, the trans girl, the trans man, whatever the fuck that thing was. Uh, one of his girls was trans, I think, and um, th- th- that situation was just weird because he's like ex-military and he's a pimp. I didn't get it. Um, but but all in all, I just kind of felt like it was some things in that movie that just seemed exaggerated and kind of weird. But um, long story short, you said that the first 15 minutes, it was a conversation that you would want to have. I know for me, once a, once a, once a woman tells me she's not interested, I don't, I, I'm kind of confused about why she was in the car with him. Anyways, what, is, what was your thoughts, man? Okay, my thoughts was like, from the jump, she she was just, like, like she said, she just wanted some company. That's why she was out there. You know, she had a rough day at work and she just wanted some company. She didn't want to eat alone. And I appreciate her honesty. I really respect that. And so then, but it's like, you're not feeling this dude at all. Like, at all. Like, it just seemed like she was just jugging at this dude, like attacking his character the whole time. And then he gets pulled over and she and she's like, you know, well, what did you do? And he's like, I ain't, I ain't do shit. And then, you know, she's like, you know, copying uh you know tell him to cop basically instruct him to cop an attitude with the police and i understand that her being a lawyer that you know she knowing you know her rights super well that might have played a role in it but to me it's kind of like you might be a lawyer you may know your rights but you're still black and you got to handle that like black people handle it you got to understand that Mm -hmm. hey you got to keep your hands visible you got to understand yeah he's probably going to frisk you he's probably going to frisk you and so when he went to it and it's like went through the, through the trunk, I was like, eh. I, I understood what she was like. No, you got to have a warrant to get into the trunk and do all that other stuff. And he was he was trying to de-escalate the situation. Like, I know I'm cool. I know, you know, I don't have anything on me. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and pop the trunk and let you look at through the shoebox or whatever. So I get her being like, no, nah, you really need a warrant for that and everything. But at the same time, he was like, no, nah, let's just get home safe. And then she fucked it all up. Yeah, that, that, that scene was highly irrational. I mean, I feel like if you see somebody is at the at the cusp of getting their head blown off and then you're you're intensifying the situation by yelling out, I need a badge number and just just being outright obnoxious. I think that that's a as a lawyer, which she never once in that movie, if I'm not mistaken, like really presented herself as a lawyer. Like I never saw any like there was nothing about her. Like she didn't even reach out to any contacts, didn't, you know, try to try to exploit the fact that she was a lawyer i kind of just feel like if, if that was a different if we had different um a different race in that movie i think immediately when, immediately when this happened i felt like she didn't been calling down to the precinct or calling the judge like hey you know like hey you know i, I got a, i got a uh, officer harassing my friend right now uh blah 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 should have got his you know could have got his license plate number and everything i feel like that that situation 
could have been de-escalated in a more professional manner if it was actually a lawyer. I felt like she was just acting like a like an, a, a a chick from the hood. I think she was just acting like a, t- a Twitter female, yeah. and that was that baffled me. I think that was that was poorly handled. I mean, that's that's my interpretation of that scene. But all in all, even everything before that, once again, it's just God putting himself in the position to be an emotional tampon. And that's and, and I and I really throughout the whole movie, he annoyed me based on the fact that when he swerved, he was swerving because he got upset because he knew he wouldn't get no ass no more. And it's like, <laughs> bro, if you if you knew that, that those were your intentions when you first got to the diner. Then before you paid for the ticket, before you even got in the car, that should have been established. Because I think as a as a real as a as a real man, as a as a as a guy that's not you know being a chameleon himself, trying to act like he's just a nice guy, then in that moment, if he knew he wasn't getting no ass, and that's the only reason he came for a Tinder hookup, then he could have just been like, hey, you can get you you can get yourself an Uber home, because like what I'm gonna take you home for? Just and and up, even with you know, that, it's like he's like, oh, I. Was- I said in your inbox for like three weeks or something like that. It's like, yeah, this is def- this is definitely a situation where you're just being used, and you're not even going to be yeah, used in the way it, that you want to be used. That that's that's mind blowing to me. And and like I was telling Darlette, I said the thing, one of the things that the takeaways that I hate, the thing that people need to realize for movies is we live in a very impressionable society. Therefore, people see things like this, and no matter how negative this thing is displayed on the screen, people take. M- People take parts of this movie and they're going to think that this shit is okay. And I think a lot of people see this movie, if they, depending on how they internalize this movie, they'll think that being shitty to men is okay moving forward because they think, oh, even though I'm shitty to men, over time, this man is going to see the value in loving me. Like you saw, like towards, you know, towards the end of the movie, like they kind of fell for each other. Like, nah. You you treat me like shit. It's not going to take long for me to just block you and, and cut you off. And like, that's 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 real life. And when you when I see movies like this, I'm, I almost feel like they're trying to let they're trying to like pr- project that into men and be like, hey, y'all men need to be more like this. Even though a, even though a woman is not interested in you in the beginning, if you just if you just stay, if you just stay there, stick through the brutalization, then eventually she'll come around. I ain't got time for that. I ain't got time. Like that's ridiculous. Like like and and and, and that and, and when it all comes down to it. You know, obviously, you know, uh, Slim is the nice guy, and that's what happens to the nice guy. The nice guy eventually, <laughs> in a sense, you know, he metaphorically he, he loses himself because even if this guy, this character is really genuinely a nice guy, and he really was on Tinder trying to find a love of his life, like it didn't matter anymore because what ended up happening is he ended up shifting into somebody that he probably didn't even recognize anymore. Like, my nigga, you want to run from the cops. You probably ain't never had a freaking warrant in your life. Never probably even got a speeding ticket before. Now you just put yourself in a situation with somebody that is highly problematic and they made you lose yourself. You compromised who you are to get with somebody that in the in the beginning never showed any interest in you to begin with. At all. And then I, and then I, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. When women, like, women know what they want. Yeah, and then it kind of rubbed me the wrong way when she was like, Oh, you can't call your parents. You're a fugitive now. You're this, you're that. It's like, you played a role in making me this. Not saying that she made him that because, hey, he didn't have to tackle the cop, fight over the gun, whatever, what have you. Like, he, she could she could have shot her and he could have just been like, damn, that's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> he could just sit there and chill. So, you know, both of them made decisions that got them to where they were and, you know, eventually to their demise. So, 
I can't single her out and say, you know, she, you know, caused all this to happen to him. But somebody pushed that first domino over. I, I'm, I'm definitely not singling her out. I'm just saying that the, the her abilities and the things that she was capable to do, it was just weird that the, the writers, I mean, obviously, I, I call this uh, cinematic convenience. I do believe that if this was real life and that situation were to go down the way it went down, I'm just baffled at the fact that her being a lawyer was never really expanded upon. Her being a lawyer was almost pointless. And that was, that was wild to me because... Everything that you needed to see was on that dash cam and the proof was there. At that point, you just need to represent this man. This man is going to jail. That You can't run from that fact. But see, this movie wanted to, to somewhat portray this black woman as this complicated, deep person. And it was like the whole time you're just sitting there looking at this person. It's like, man, and me, I'm looking at it from this point of view of like, all right, she's this lawyer. She's this professional career woman. Then... Why is she willing to throw all that away for some guy that she just met? Like, you're willing to go to Cuba with some guy that you weren't even interested in? Like, how fucked up are you internally? Like, how, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that's 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 what I'm sitting there looking at the whole time. I'm like, this chick really must hate her life. And in conclusion, I think that just goes to show how how much your career really doesn't matter. You could be everything could be going well for you as far as career, as far as all this other shit, because I'm pretty sure from the outside looking in, whatever social circle she has, and they know she's a lawyer, they look at her like she's a successful lawyer, but she's a successful lawyer, but in an instant, she will throw all this away for a guy that she just met and run to Cuba because she really hates her life. That's, Basically what that's the reality of a lot of women these days. And and, and you yeah. felt that when yeah, it was like, this- hey, I had to get my uncle off because he killed my mom. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Yeah. And once again, they were painting this picture as this deep, this deeply disturbed, traumatized, like sort of interesting woman. And once again, like, cool, like y'all showed that very well. But it's like, what's the real message in this? Is the real message that you can, I mean, like, like we talked about with Mac Miller and a lot of these other, you know, famous people that have lost their lives is the overall message. Like you're trying to find happiness and all this external bullshit. And it's not going to really bring you happiness because this woman was deeply depressed. She was she was fucked up. She was fucked up in the head. And that's why it's very important to not ignore red flags. She was a walking red flag, man. Like everything about her was a walking red flag. And that's why I put so much blame on the man. And I was annoyed by him because he 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 he, he stayed attached to a situation that showed no positives. That's just no. ridiculous. And me, people need to understand that when you do that. It's only going to bring you down in life. It's the same as hanging with a bunch of broke niggas. You hang with a bunch of broke niggas, what's going to happen to you? You be a broke nigga too. You hang with somebody that's suicidal, what's going to happen to you? All right, man. <laughs> you know, just, is, saying, uh... <laughs> just saying, Queen was very, very suicidal. She was. She literally looked at man and I, she, he asked her, he said, you okay with walking away from your family, just, just dropping your family at the drop of a hat? She looked at the guy and was like, yeah. At that moment, I'd have been terrified. <laughs> I'd have been terrified. Like, what? <laughs> what? I got to sell it home. I'm sorry. I can't, I, I can't be doing this. I got up to turn myself in. You wilding. Exactly. You, come on. Like, that's a huge red flag. And guess what? A lot of us, we purposely ignore, a lot of men these days, we tend to ignore red flags because, like Roddy Rich said, they want the box. 
And I, I just, these guys, these guys dying over the box, man. I, I really, it ain't worth it, bro. And these and these women, you know, they over here, you know, trying to trying to get the bologna sandwich. And hey, man, it's it's not worth it, mama. Like it's just either get off the carousel in time, where you know that these men are gonna value you, or just you stay on the carousel until you drop dead. I mean, I it's, I don't know, man, but. Trust me, the way the way people live in their lives right now, it's a it's a bunch of Queen and Slims out there, metaphorically. But uh, I've, I've talked enough, and I, I know people hate hearing me talk. I'm pretty sure Jake Speaks is gonna do numbers because they're gonna be like, "Ooh, well, ain't on here." Man. Relax, relax. <laughs> I just had a, I just had a hot take. That's all, and I just put it out there. That's it. Yeah, it's real, real. I mean, my, my only my only um. Uh, response to yours is uh the reason i'm always gonna be like kind of at beef with like people like lebron james and Dwayne wade and just everybody all these famous people that speak out on things that us common folk have to deal with it's like like i said us common folk like we don't live in these gated communities we don't live we don't live on these mountaintops and away from you know reality yes i understand that they were once regular people too but they're not anymore and a lot of their positions that they take it's hard for me to really believe that they're taking those positions because people a lot of times can people you think if I was a billionaire that I wouldn't that, that I wouldn't buy LeBron James's opinion like I would I would I would pay LeBron James to share my opinion and, and when I hear these people talk a lot of times I'm always suspect I just kind of feel like somebody's probably paying them to think this way because their life is already set so they can vote however the fuck they want because when it all comes down to it Shit, if some bullshit pop off in America, where they gonna go? They flee to Canada, be in Australia, you know, they could do those things. Once again, I'm not taking away from the fact that these guys can't be knowledgeable. I just always feel like a lot of the shit they say is suspect because I don't know how genuine it is. That's just my opinion. But yeah, all in all, man, Jay Speaks was nice, you know. I'm pretty sure that the streets are the streets are need some more uh Jay Speaks moving forward. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> That words of advice, man. Of course, I always got words of advice. Um, my words of advice for this episode would simply be recognize when you're being used. Just to piggyback off of Jay Speaks, just recognize when you're being used and decide. You got to personally decide if you're okay with it because some people will be used, some people sign up to be used. And recognize if you're okay with being used. And if you're not, then change it. Have the have the the belief and the strength within yourself, the, the self-respect really, that if you don't want to be used, then the then to cut it off. To stop it. Okay, okay. Uh once again, easier said than done. Very <laughs> easier said than done. Uh I don't yeah. I, I don't have any um words of advice but I did I did have a statistic that was kind of boggling my mind all week and it comes from the it comes in the wake of Boosie begging Dwayne Wade to make sure his child doesn't chop the penis off and this this, this <laughs> and then he got banned for Planet Fitness man Boosie wild man but I was reading this article about violence against the transgender community for violence in the transgender community and I remember I think Kamala Harris and Cory Booker talking about this being a big deal like violence in the transgender community is you know it's it's a problem and I think in 2019 and 2018 combined I think there was like 60 or 70 deaths and it was aimed at black trans and mostly I think it was mostly trans women and it was fun there's a few of them that did not that didn't conform and my, my, my question to society is if 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 30 
if 30 deaths in the transgender community is like an epidemic and is something to be worried about, I question the fact that then why are we trying to constantly encourage our children to do this? Then why why do we want our kids to be transgender if we're pushing them into a life into a lifestyle that is 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 is, is, is fatal? It's does it seem like for I mean if this is really if they consider 30 people dying in the transgender community, you know, black transgenders dying in the community as being a problem, then why are we supporting this? Why are we why are we pushing our kids to do this? Like like what is the end all goal? Do we think that you know do we not look at our kids as martyrs because the the us society conforming to the transgender identity and not harming them is going to still take a while so like are we just pushing our children to be martyrs and also i'd like to say you know rip to pop smoke i i like to say that if if that's an epidemic in the black trans community then i think we need to look back in the last year or two and look at the fact that we've had a lot of deaths in the rap community and what are we doing to address that? Because if that's an epidemic, then what what is all what are all these deaths in the black community? Is that something that just be ignored because these are re- these are regular black males? Like, you know, make it make sense. I just I just feel like we I feel like all this virtue signaling that's going on needs to be questioned. And, and I don't I don't think that I think that if we actually sat down and talked, we may get somewhere. But then again, people are just real comfortable sitting on their high horses. I know I said a lot, but still. I, I knew Deep Thought was going to get in his bag before it was over with. I, I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. It's just, it's just, it's just a thought. But no, but all real shit though, man, just, you know, I know, I know people got, you know, if you got feedback, let me know something. Cause, uh, I think we got a lot of problems going on in the black community and, uh, we just, we talk about what we want to talk about. But, uh, once again, RIP Pop Smoke, RIP Deontay Wilder. And, uh, Damn. with that being said, <laughs> No, I'm fucking around. I like Deontay. He gonna win the next one. I ain't true. I can't beat him up. So I can't beat him up either. <laughs> so with that being said, hit him with that thing. <laughs> Real quick. Real quick. <laughs> this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?